What's up, guys, and welcome to season two of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. The first episode. We made it, guys. We made it. My name is VJ. I'm the host of this program. And man, it's good to be back. I missed the hell out of you guys. You know, where have I been? That's the question. Where have I been the past four or five months on hiatus? Well, I'm in school. I work. I'm a dad. All that stuff. Just been real busy. But I have not forgotten about you guys. Haven't forgotten about this podcast. I've got a lot of things to say. And I'm here and I'm back to say them. So, again, I'm so happy to be broadcasting to you guys. I missed the hell out of you guys. So, let's just do it. Let's just fucking dive into this shit. This is the first episode of the new season. So, what are we going to talk about? Oh, great question. We're going to be talking about Xbox Series S and Game Pass. And how it's completely not just changed my life, but how it's really, really going to change gaming in the next 5, 10, 15 years, if it already hasn't. So, I gotta start off by saying, this is, I'm a collector. Okay, I got over a thousand games. Really, the main reason I started this, this program was to advise upstart collectors on, on, you know, easy, cheaper ways to collect because, it, as you guys can see, if you guys are collectors, it's a crazy expensive business, especially since the pandemic, which we'll talk about later because that's, that's a whole other episode. But yes, collecting can be very expensive, and so I try to give you guys tips and tricks to save money so that it's a little cheaper. But, you know, I had a change in philosophy, because as, as most collectors are, we're very, very stubborn, and a lot of us don't support digital media. I think as collectors, we just naturally like to have physical things and don't really buy into, into digital. You know, but you have to realize things change, the world changes, the way we consume media changes, and it's been doing that for years, hundreds of years. Look, we were using phonographic records, then we started using 8-track and cassettes and CDs and, you know, uh, MP3s and now streaming. Look at how we consume, uh, you know, TV shows or movies. It was VHS, Laserdisc, then it was DVD, then it was Blu-ray, and now it's streaming there too. So it's only natural that gaming went that way. But really, the first time I saw the trend was, I want to say, you know, the mid to late 2000s when the recession hit. And a lot of these companies tried to save money. And if you guys don't remember the recession era of gaming, boy, that was something. You know, I think it was that was interesting, an interesting period right there, especially growing up right in the middle of that. Just these companies trying to save money. And there were a lot, a lot of sequels, a lot of sequels. <laughs> But one of the first things I saw that went away with, uh, you know, the recession were, were game manuals. Manuals. They stopped putting them in, in um, the cases. And as you see now, you you never get a manual. I mean, it's it's like when Limited Run puts out games and they have these big old 30-page manuals. I mean, that's a no, that's novelty. And it's just like, yeah, back in the day, man, every game, I mean, you know, if you look at every game had big-ass manuals. But when they took that away and turned that digital it showed a shift to a more digital approach in the gaming industry. Even though it was just manuals, it did continue with stuff like the PSP Go. And fast forward to where we are now, you get to Game Pass. And the way I got into Game Pass is very weird because, you know, I'm very anti-digital, um, you know, minus a couple games here or there that are either on crazy sale or are super expensive physically. So I just ended up getting a digital version. 
for the most part, 99% of my collection is physical. I don't really do digital. And you know, I had an Xbox One, the big old fat VCR Xbox One. And I said, you know, I, I want to get rid of this and get an Xbox um, One S just to have something a little smaller, a little faster. You know, that's what I was looking for. Look better in the home setup, all that good stuff, a little sleeker. And I'm looking online, and I'm looking at these prices of the Xbox um, One S, and man, they were like 250, 275. Some were even like 300, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait, hold on, hold on, time out, as Zach Morris would say. I see, well, they sell Xbox Series S's for 300 dollars, re- brand new retail. So you're telling me an, a used Xbox One S? is around the same price or in some cases more expensive than Xbox Series S, the newest console. And so that's when I kind of weighed, weighed the choices. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, let me see what I, what I, I, I might look at that Series S and get that. And so I, you know, had to make some decisions. And I'm a guy, again, who's so about physical and I have a lot of original Xbox games and a lot of 360 games, a lot of Xbox One games. And, you know, the Xbox One is a great backwards compatible platform. The way they upscale and enhance a lot of those older games. I mean, playing KOTOR on the Xbox One is amazing. It, it runs so good. So I, I was like, man, I want to have a disc tray. I don't want to have, I don't want to do digital. But I'm also was like, man, you know, I could step into next gen. You know, they've got Game Pass. And, you know, it's not like I never used Game Pass before. You know, so Microsoft always puts the $1 Game Pass trials on, on the you know marketplace. And I would pick it up every now and then. And I was like, hey, it's cool. I see what, you know, why people would like it. But that's not for me. That's not my thing. So I, I'm not going to rock with that. But, you know, I decided, let me... Let me give this a try. Let me get an Xbox Series S. Let me get Game Pass. Let me move into the future. Because it's coming, guys. It's coming. And you got to jump on the train sooner than later. And, you know, I'm one of the most stubborn guys you ever met. You ask anybody that knows me, I don't like to change my mind. When when, When I'm set in stone, it's set in stone. But, again, I had to make changes. I had an MP3 player. I had a CD player growing up. And then I had an iPod. And then I had a phone that had... So you move forward in these mediums, and you can't stay with the old school. You know, if I was still using records, I would never be able to listen to music in my office at work because I wouldn't have a record player in there. So, you know, you have to come with... You have to move with the times, adjust with the times. And, again, being stubborn like I was, or like I am, it wasn't something I wanted to do. But... You know what? I decided let's go take the plunge and get an Xbox Series S and see what happens. So I went online on eBay, got a used one for like 220 bucks, got Game Pass, and, you know, off to the races we were. And I got to tell you, it, it was not long before it blew my mind. Just, okay, looking through the, 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 the list of games you can, you can download, there's like... 300 of those motherfuckers and there's so much variety that's the greatest part shooters rpgs jrpgs western rpgs um platformers 2d game whatever you're looking for sports games there is some variation of that racers fighting games there's some variation of that on game pass so even if there's just a few games in that genre you like for that 15 bucks you probably hadn't played those games before. And th- that value alone is incredible. 
So I'm looking through the list of games. Man, I'm downloading this game and that game and this game and that game. And I'm just like, this is awesome. You know, I could just, I could only imagine, you know, being a kid, being 10 years old, 12 years old. And this is all you needed. They're like, hey, mom, get me an Xbox. And again, you don't even have to get an Xbox Series S or a Series X. An Xbox One has Game Pass. And you can get that and put Game Pass on for 15 bucks. And hey, little Jimmy, hey, little VJ, you got 300 games to pick from that you can download that rotate over time. You know, I don't have to go, hey, mom, let me get this game. Let me get this game. Because you know what? There are games that come on and get released on Game Pass day one. You know, a lot of Microsoft first party. I think every first party Microsoft game is on Game Pass launch day. Halo Infinite. Forza Horizon 5. Sea of Thieves. Gears 5, I believe. The list goes on and on and on of brand new games that you can play on Game Pass. So I don't have to bug my mom like I did, you know. When I, you don't have to bug your parents when you like, hey, mom, give me this new game. It just came out. No, motherfucker. It's on Game Pass because it came out day one. Even games like MLB The Show that are, you know, developed by, uh, what, Sony? And they fucking come out on Game Pass day one. So look at that. So that right there was the beginning. That was the beginning. I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. But it goes even deeper than that because, okay, you get Game Pass Ultimate for 15 bucks. You get Xbox Live. You get games with gold. You get games on sale if you want to buy them digitally. I mean, there's so many perks to Game Pass, and I can really see how this philosophy uh, is something that's going to take over in the future. I, I just see this being the trend, and I know Microsoft is starting this, but look at Netflix. Look at Netflix. I think that's a perfect example of this. They started all this first. They had all the control, and nobody cared. Nobody was like, oh, we want to stream too. They are like, hey, we'll let Netflix do that shit. We're good in our own lane. We're going to keep doing things traditionally the way we've always done them. And fast forward now, every company has some sort of streaming service to the point where it's like you don't even save money anymore cutting the cord because you probably spend more money adding up all those subscriptions than if you just had cable. You know, but Netflix was the start, the apex, and everybody fell underneath and said, hey, we got to follow them. But it took them a few years before they jumped on that train, before they started doing that, you know? And I think. I think that's what you're starting to see. Look at Nintendo with their subscription service for, for classic games on the Switch. You know, that's a that's probably what they're going to start doing moving forward. Hey, no more virtual console. That's done. We're doing this. And it just gives the publisher and the developer more control and, you know, greater fun. They get more money because they don't have to split it all with retail. So, in turn, you're going to get better games because more of your hard-earned money goes to those developers and publishers or whatnot. And I'm totally cool with that. I have no problem with that. I love that. So, Game Pass is just incredible, and I'm falling in love with it. I've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's great. It's fucking great. And it's a game I've wanted to play for a while, but, you know, I didn't want to go out and buy it. I didn't want to pay for it. And I don't have to now. Now I can buy Game Pass, and it's right there for me. And I just want to segue, because I know we're talking about Game Pass, but i got to give a shout-out to the Xbox Series S. That little machine is fucking incredible. It does so much. I, I, I'm impressed with everything. It's, it, it's fast. 
It's small. It's quiet. Um, I, that console, for me, you know, let me just get my take on this generation of gaming. I know I'm bouncing around a lot. Hey, guys, it's the first episode. I've been gone for four or five months. I got stuff to say. This generation, it, it, you know, I wasn't that into it. And I normally wait a couple years before I dive into the next generation because I wait for, you know, consoles to go down in price and for some games to come out and for everything to get, you know, kind of worked out. And I also like that the generation before, those games get real cheap. They go on sale. And I can go ahead and play a lot of those older games that I wanted to play at the time but couldn't afford. So that's kind of how I felt with this generation. You know, I'm a PS4 collector. I have a lot of PS4 games. And I was like, hey, this is the time to collect for PS4, which, hey, guys, this is the time to collect for PS4. Um, this is, it's not going to get any cheaper than now. Um, and I was like, I'm going to stick with that and just play those games that I hadn't played for a while, that I hadn't played or gotten to in that generation. You know, I just think you need to have a lot of things around the console to really showcase what that console can do. So, for instance, if you have an Xbox Series X or a PS5, you know, you need a 4K TV, UHD, 120 hertz, um, all that kind of stuff. You need, you need, you need the soundbar if you want the perfect sound or the perfect sound system to really get the power of those consoles. And for me, I'm still rocking a 1080p TV. I'm not even at 4K yet. So I was like, that's not for me. But I think the Xbox Series S is the ultimate, the ultimate 1080p 60 FPS, 60 hertz console, if that's the type of TV you have. Because I think what def- what's going to define this generation more than, than graphics is performance. You know, every game now gives you the option. Do you want to have high performance or high graphics? And I'm, I bet you guys pick high performance. Yeah, sometimes you turn on the high graphics mode just for a second to see how it looks. But no, you're going to do high performance because you want the games to play the best way they can. Look at Elden Ring, for, for example. If you look at all comparisons of Elden Ring on all the different consoles that's out, it actually performs and plays the best on the Xbox Series S. Why? Because it doesn't have to load as much as for the Xbox Series X, all that kind of stuff. Look at when you even download games from you know on the Xbox Series S or X, the file sizes are different compared on based on which one you use. So if you're on the X, yeah, it's going to be a bigger file because there's going to be more in the file as compared to the Xbox Series S. It's not as big a file, so not as much has to load, so the game is, is more fluid. So the Xbox Series S is just an incredible, incredibly fast console, and I think, like I was saying, performance in this generation is what it's going to be all about. And as you can see, these games run buttery smooth. I mean, playing Forza Horizon 5, Man, that thing is, it, it, it's incredible to play. It never slows down. It, it never chugs. The frame rate never dips. I mean, it is consistently fluid throughout the whole game. And you cannot say that about last generation. You know, to make another comparison, I've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon on the Xbox Series S. And, you know, it, it comes with the enhanced um, version on that. And... I, I just came from playing all the Yakuza's on PS4, like from 0 to 6. And, man, some of those load times in those games, especially Yakuza 0, it's insane. You have to load for every battle, and you fight a fucking lot in that game. So you're going to be looking at the load screen a bunch. And and it's like, yeah, I play Yakuza like a dragon. It takes a second for it to load. Cutscenes take a second to load. 
And that's what I believe this generation is really going to be about. Performance and the way we consume the games that we play on those consoles. Look at what, what's telling. Over 50% of all game sales are digital. That's crazy. You know, you think about the Xbox One when it was announced and all the DRM things have to be online 24-7 and all that or whatever once a day, whatever the fuck, all that shit that people were up in arms about in 2012 or 2013. That's kind of where things are now. That's kind of where we, where we are. So it's insane because people were so like, fuck that. And now it's kind of like, hey, that's the way things are. And you kind of have to embrace it. And I, for the most part, love it. I have no problems with it. Listen, I work out all the time. I'm a, I'm a gym rat. When I'm fucking playing games, I don't want to get the fuck up and get a, get the game and another game and put it, in, put it away. No, I got them all fucking on one console. I don't have to get up. I can sit my lazy ass down. That's awesome. I know it's a small thing, but I think that's fucking great. The one downside, or maybe two or three or whatever, you can't like share games like you used to. The sale market for digital games, I just, you know, it's very hit or miss. It's very hit or miss. There's some games that you'll see on sale for incredible prices. And then how the hell is WWE 2K19 like still 60 bucks, you know, on the, on any sort of eShop? That's ridiculous. Well, because if you went to a GameStop, it'd be like $10. $10. So that's the downside of Game Pass for me. But I think the other, the other I don't even want to say downside, side, but the reason that I was so apprehensive, and a lot of people in my situation who are collectors who don't really support digital are apprehensive, is you don't know the future. We don't know where this is going to go, how it's going to ride out. Because you're starting to see these kind of, up in these uh, first wave um, e-shops are going through fucking bullshit. You know, when Sony announced, hey, we're closing the Vita and the PS3 store, people went crazy. What's going to happen to my games? What's going to happen to my DLC? What's going to happen to my patch? What's, what's going to happen? You know, you start seeing physical games go crazy up in price. I mean, DuckTales Remastered, like that. Because like, oh, we can't get it fucking uh, digital? We can't, well, No. Oh no, that was no, that was something. That's when they pulled it from the store, which is another thing. When they pull games from the store, you know, because oh, we're gonna release fucking Final Fantasy um, Nine on PS4, so we're gonna have to remove it from the fucking Vita store or some shit. Like that's annoying too. But no, it's just one of those things where I think, yeah, we don't know where it's going, and you see that people got up in arms with the Vita stuff, with the PS3 stuff, and they had to reverse the decision, you know. And it's just like that. It's so confusing what's going to happen in the future. And that's why I tell people, if you got like a PS3 or an Xbox 360 and you have a collection, go ahead and just patch those games, man. Games you think you're going to play, go ahead and throw them in there. Get the patch. Because you don't know in the next year or two what the fuck's going to happen. If you can even get patches again. And in that generation, some of those games were completely broken without any patch. So I think it's the... That's part of the apprehension because there's so much uncertainty of what happens with your digital content. So I think these companies need to do a, a better job of explaining what, what's going to happen. But they don't even know because, again, these these are the first wave. The PS3 store, the PSP store, that's the first wave. The 360 uh, store, those are the first waves. 
and we're kind of starting to see what they do with that and how they handle that. I, I, I like that they give you a heads up. They tell you in advance, hey, this is when it's going to close, and they give you a nice long – they don't give you like a week. They give you like months or a year to figure all that stuff out. So I, I, I'm cool with that. But, yeah, you know, we got to see what happens with these first waves to kind of really determine what's going to happen in the future. And that's real interesting to me because, man, this, just gaming right now is, is super interesting to me. You know, um, I thought the Switch was going to be a disaster. And look at here, five years later, it's going to be one of the, if not at some point, the highest selling console of all time. And who Five years ago, who would have ever thought that after the disaster that was a Wii U? So, man, gaming, it, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's in a very interesting place right now. And I'm glad that, you know, I jumped into this next-gen wave earlier than I'd normally do because, you know, I like being part of this. I like kind of seeing this trend and where it goes. While once I was apprehensive, once I was unaccepting of a digital future, Game Pass has absolutely changed my mindset and, and, and made me look forward to what's going to come on the horizon digitally and how this is all going to go, whether good or bad. You know, I want to see how this plays out. And, and so I, I think I'm going to, you know, transition to digital. I still love my physical. You know, I, again, I'm playing Yakuza like a dragon on the P, on the Xbox Series S. Bet your ass I'm going to buy a physical copy on PS4. I got to at some point. But I don't need to right now because it's on Game Pass, you know. So, you know, I, I, that's where I'm going to end things. I, I think um, for people who are were in my shoes and, didn't want to make that choice to go to Game Pass or, or digital or, 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 or scared about that or stubborn about that and say, hey, pound the table. I'm physical. We're not, we're not switching. I get that. I get that. And let's, like I said, I love physical. I love what Limited Run Games does. I love those type of things. I think physical is awesome. Physical is awesome. Um, you know, I'm never going to give it up a, a 100%. But you have to realize, just like, you know, we went from vinyl to streaming – they still make records, records. Almost every new album comes out as, uh, on vinyl. New, like, popular record comes out on vinyl. So it's not like the medium is dead. I don't think physical gaming is ever going to be dead. You know, it's just, it's going to be different. You know, you got to realize, man, some of, some of those guys, I'm in my late 20s. Man, we're getting up there, and there's some things that these young guys don't even have a clue about, you know? That that's to them is just standard. You know, look at downloading a game, installing a game. You know, for me in my generation, that's what that's wild. We used to just fucking put a game in, and there you go, it ran. And when you, I remember when the 360 gave you an option. Hey, you want to install your the, the you know the the game to the hard drive? You're like, oh sure. I, I mean, okay. It means it doesn't spin. It reads. It doesn't read off the disc anymore. Okay, cool. I'm okay with that, but I didn't think it was going to be like how it is now, where every game, I mean, this game's about play disc and an install disc. I never thought I'd see that, but that's where gaming is. It changes. It changes just like any sort of medium, just like anything. I'm a sports fan. Look at basketball from 20 years ago. If you look at a game from 2002 and a game from 2022, it looks completely different. Look at an NFL game from 2002 and 2022, completely different. You know why they had to evolve, they had to change because if we don't evolve and we stay the same, we don't adapt. 
So adapt to this new digital medium that gaming has provided us. Accept it. Embrace it. Because it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And, and quite frankly, it shouldn't. Why, why should it? One last thing I wanted to mention when it comes to the uh, Xbox Series S. It's my one negative thing about it. And it's got to be the storage. 500 gigabytes for an all-digital console in 2020 when it was originally released. But now in 2022, it's just not enough. It's not enough because, okay, it says 500 gigabytes. But really, I think it comes out to like 386. Um, that's how much you actually have. And it's just not enough space. You know, I know you can get an external hard drive and put a bunch of games on there. Um, but if you want to play Xbox Series S or X enhanced games, they have to be on the internal hard drive. And it's just a pain in the ass because these games are huge. Like, for instance, I have NBA 2K22 downloaded on there. And that's like 120-something gigabytes. So that's about one-third of the entire hard drive taken up by one game. So that's a problem for me. Now, I do like how on the external hard drive, if you do have like Xbox 360 games, um, Xbox One games, original Xbox games on there, you can play those straight off the external hard drive. You don't need to put them on the internal hard drive. But I just think one terabyte has to be the starting point nowadays for uh, internal hard drives. It's just 500 gigabytes is not enough. It's just not enough. So that's the one problem I have with the Series S. I'm shuffling games back and forth, back and forth through different hard drives, and it's kind of a pain in the butt. So that's something hopefully when they come out with another revision of that console that they um, go ahead and throw a one terabyte drive in there because that would be fucking awesome. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Blinking Nintendo Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to get the latest episodes. Check out our website at blinkingnintendo.buzzsprout.com. Also follow us on Instagram at Blinking Nintendo and follow us on Twitter at Blinking Nintendo using the number 10. Thanks again. Y'all are the best. Have a great day. Peace and love. Stay tuned. Till next time.